This is exactly right. If you're a fan of meticulously crafted worlds that reimagine every little detail, then you'll enjoy the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Host Eric Malinsky spent over a decade working in public radio and uses those skills to create a sound-rich podcast that features interviews with Andy Weir, who wrote The Martian, the writers of hit TV shows like Star Trek Strange New Worlds, designers of games like Magic the Gathering, and the puppeteer who designed Miss Piggy. You can find Imaginary Worlds wherever you're listening to this podcast. Welcome to a bonus episode of I Saw What You Did. My name is Millie DeCherico. I'm Daniel Henderson. Yo, we are psyched for all you folks that are uh, Wondery Plus subscribers. We really, really appreciate it. Um, Daniel, what are you thinking? I am... I always love coming to this pod in the summer because my skin looks amazing and it's because I'm sweating nonstop. Oh. So I just have like the dewiest glow that in real life I want do not know how to replicate and don't want to because I don't want to look like I'm sweating. But it looks kind of nice in a, in a little like a cube light hot closet setting. And I'm just going to that's the positivity I'm taking away from this today. I'm loving it. I do too. Um, my glow. Can you see this? I do. Yeah. Is <laughs> probably from the fact that I must have burst like 12 blood vessels in my fucking face while I was working out today. So it's nature's way of saying, yes, you're doing this right. And also you're about to die. And also um, you might die doing this, but you're doing it right. <laughs> We're going to make you look really good before you just fucking keel over. Your corpse is going to be so pretty because you have your blood is just going to be pulled around your cheeks after you try to lift what were you lifting how, how much are you up to is that rude to ask no no it's not in fact everybody want inquiring minds want to fucking know <laughs> and they're like make some vids make i'm like no i'm not mm -mm. gonna make out a work a fucking workout video every damn week i go up two and a half pounds uh, if something significant happens i will fucking film it yeah. Case in point, we talked about this when we talked about this whole Jimmy Con thing with the very beginning. Yep. I was like, the the goal is to be Kathy Bates in misery. Clear cut. Which means I have to be able to lift the weight of James Con, whatever that was, God rest his soul, mm -hmm. in some fashion above the ground. Yes. And, um, we have gone back and forth about what that weight could be. We don't want to mm -hmm. body shame the late <laughs> James Kahn, but I figured it was around 200 pounds. And I told myself when I hit to a 200 pound deadlift, because that seems to be the exercise that is closely related to what Kathy Bates was doing in the, in the movie yeah. history. Yes. <laughs> we think then I would film it. So that has not happened yet, but I will tell you it's going to happen in the next week. Amazing. 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 And guess what? You don't have to film shit. Film it for yeah. yourself if you want to. You don't have to post shit. I believe you. Well, and 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 it's not because I, I again, it's not a, coming from like a, a, a 
shame or anything like that where I don't want to show myself working out. I could give a fuck about that. I'm just saying it's that the internet already has enough. Instagram yeah. has enough people filming themselves working out and doing dumb shit that they don't need me to Well, do not that. only that, but it's like we're at a point in our lives where we, we really have to consider what are we leaving as posterity? You know, like it's no longer just like I'm going to be on here and be an idiot with my friends. It's like, no, this is, this is the shit people are going to look at when I keel over from doing this shit. So like, right. what am I leaving? What am I leaving behind? Is this really what I want people to know about me today? Like it's fraught. Yeah. It's fraught now to post on social media, especially if like me, you think the internet is a failed experiment. It's fraught. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm very much like, I don't know how much I want people to know about me. There's some things that are sacred and how much I can deadlift might be one of them. Well, and also, too, the the folks that are out there making it look amazing aren't telling you that every time they lift up the barbell, they piss themselves a little bit or they rip a fart or something like all of that is somehow edited out and it just looks cool. Yeah. Show me the depends. Right. Show, me Show that, us the that, adult diaper. That silhouette that looks like <laughs> underwear. I'm up on all that shit. I could t- I mean, I am very well versed in the depend the world of depends. And Ooh. um because of my grandma. And um yeah. yeah, that silhouette. That's going that what do you think's under that spandex? Why do you think people are wearing like loose shorts on top of tight shorts? And so you don't see that they are wearing maybe some padding because they are absolutely pissing themselves every time they lift. Well, I w- now you've opened a door. Mm. So I'm going to walk through it. I hope that's okay. I, that's why that's why I kick them open. Okay. If you, ha, there seems to be some updates to the diaper, the adult diaper game. Oh, hell yeah. Since, since we knew them, uh, you know, maybe in like 80s television, 80s commercials. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that they make like patterns and like briefs and Girl. things like that. They've got specific for gender, like gender specific. Mm. They've got, again, like a lightweight silhouette with a with a, an absorbent, a nice absorbent pad that's not thick. When we think adult diapers, we think actual diapers. Like yes. with the tabs and the plastic and the sound and the and the Muppets. Yeah. That shit has fucking shit. They're like a cloth fabric now. Some of them are like mm. very cloth feeling. Yes. They are they have upped their absorbency. So look, not to be that bitch, but not just pissing in there anymore. They can handle more than piss. And I can tell you that shit from experience. They can handle bit more both. than piss. A little bit of both. A little yeah. bit of both. And they make them, and you should see the commercials for them. It's like, you can put these on and then put on like a silk dress and not know you're wearing one. It doesn't sound like it. It doesn't look like it. It's not bulky. Somebody, and I'm not, everyone, everyone's got some shit to say about a boomer. Boomers done changed the adult diaper game because they're like, we are not going out like that. Yeah. And and listen, before before anybody out there says, how do you know? I've worn an adult diaper. It's called being in a hospital. Exactly. Have you ever been pregnant? (laughs) Like lots of people wear adult diapers for lots of fucking reasons. Yeah. Ain't no shame in the game. I'm just asking from a pure aesthetic standpoint, have there been updates to the design? And it seems like there has been. And that's actually kind of cool. Oh, you've got, you've got 
colors. There's like one that's like a nice purple. Mm. Like they have thought this shit through. It's not just like a white, big old plastic diaper anymore. Yeah. So you have options if you if you want, can afford, are into... There are some that just look, I mean, I, I like, again, could talk about this for ages. I personally mm-hmm. don't wear them. Um, but when the time comes, I will. Yeah. And I'll be like, ooh, cool. Give me some of that new space age shit where it's like fucking wicks the water away the minute I think about pissing. Like they are going to keep changing the game for this shit because they're realizing a lot of people wear them for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, man, I'm surprised that there's not a supreme line. They're like this new generation is gonna be mm. on. It's gonna be a whole other thing. Like they're gonna find a way to make it cool. And Mark hip. my fucking words. By the time we are in them, whether it's five years from now or fifty, you are gonna be like one of those Holly Hobby day and night Barbie shits, where it's like, oh, how did I know that I pissed myself? Because a Banksy photo showed up over my crotch. <laughs> like, oh, how did I know that I needed to change my Depends? Because the fucking Beastie Boys started playing out of my vagina. Or my asshole. Because there was a, a, uh, a hologram of fallen ATL rapper Bankroll Fresh hovering <laughs> above my vagina. Oh, it will be geographic. It will be geographic. And you'll be able to program that shit and be like, who do I want popping out of these pants when it's time for a fresh pair? Is it going to be Gordon Ramsay shouting at me like, change your fucking drawers? Is it going to be fucking... (laughs) You're going to be able to program that shit like it was a goddamn Garmin. Like, it is coming. Do you remember... Do you remember there was a brand of children's baby toys came in right after the success of cabbage patch kid and they were called my child fuck yeah i do fuck okay. yeah the fucking basis of chucky yeah i do yes <laughs> like my do buddy. you remember that when you <laughs> yes. got the my child at first it came with a diaper okay but then you would submerge the diaper in water and then their mm-hmm. clothes would show up mm-hmm. now imagine that technology and then imagine an adult diaper, like when it's when it's been used to the proper amount, an NFT or something just kind of falls out of it, or so you know, like some kind of like trading card or some kind of like keepsake or memento, you know, just something like that. I'm surprised that hasn't happened yet, but will maybe? Oh, we we are, we are yeah, we are approaching a gotta catch them all moment. <laughs> We are approaching a gotta catch them all moment. We are approaching, I mean, we are the generation of collectors. <laughs> Remember those fucking charms, like those charm necklaces that we would like put those plastic hook things on and it's like, it's a roller skate, it's a sewing machine, whatever. Oh yeah. We were that gen. We we are collectors. We will collect and buy the best adult nighttime or daytime wear yeah. to collect our piss in. We will do it. It's It's happening. And listen... Maybe this is a really good segue into our mailbag this week. I mean, if you can do it, I am going to make fucking... I'll do the Stations of the Cross if you can make this segue. (laughs) I have no fear about wearing an adult (gasps) diaper 
Oh. Because then they will be super cool. That's bad, right? She fucking did it! No, now you just have to go right into the mail because okay. no one's going to get okay. it if you don't. I okay. love it. Okay, so listen, we have a, a mailbag this week that is probably going to blow everyone's minds. I'm not entirely sure. But it starts with a bang, like a fucking true bonafide Ooh. bang. And uh, do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? You choose. I'll I'll read it and we'll do, how about we each take a, a round? Because there are some rounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll switch back and forth. Oh, this is perfect. Okay, so this one, this subject is FMK Mall Brands Edition. And this comes to us from Abby, who uses she, her pronouns. And Abby, I'm I'm telling you, this blew my mind and broke my heart. You guys are always giving me the hardest FMKs, and I fucking love it, but I also hate it. It's a real <laughs> conundrum for me. Put me in a spot, but I'm I'm doing it because I'm excited. Abby says, "Were you guys mall rats? I grew up in suburbia and only had the mall to get clothes from, and this informs today's options. Round one, clothes." No fear, big dogs, big Johnson. That's your round one. Abby came out the gate with a banger. This is maybe the most important question of my lifetime. <laughs> like, I have so much skin in this game, it's like not even fucking funny. <sighs> Were you a mall rat, by the way? Do we need to answer that part of the question? Fuck yeah, I was a mall rat. What the hell do you think I'm doing out here in dumb Warwick, New York? <laughs> out here with these <laughs> fucking cows. I would have hitchhiked actively to get to the mall 30 minutes away in Middletown. Like, oh, it yeah. was always the cr the crowning achievement of our life was getting someone to take us to the fucking mall. Oh, yeah. I loved the mall. I worked in the mall. Mm. I smoked cigarettes in the mall. That's how old I am. <laughs> fuckers <sighs> um, oh good yeah i was a fucking mall rat absolutely and let me tell you i've never worn or purchased one item of this clothing so i have my own opinions from a very different place well so i will say this i i definitely the last two did not own for reasons that I will explain in just a second. I might've owned one no fear thing. I'm not sure if it was clothing though. I think it might've been some kind of like sticker, but I just right. remember, you know, I obviously know the logos for all these things. I So I will say my answer to this is informed by living and growing up in the South there, it's just a different type of dude down here that there are big stakes when it comes to this type of shit. And what this represents are sort of like different types of dudes mm -hmm. in my middle school slash high school, but mostly middle school. Like, I feel like when, when I got to high school, pre people pretty much only were band bands shit. Like nobody was exactly. doing the like, you know, um, I don't know what these are. Are they companies? Like I Brand? started big dogs. I mean, what the fuck? There, there was a couple of these that didn't make this list that I also remember people wearing in my middle school. There was a, a I guess again, a brand, I don't know, called Coed Naked. Oh my fuck. Listen, we could do a whole episode on Coed Naked. Whole episode. And again, never owned it, have strong opinions about it. 
Yes, co-ed naked was a huge thing. And I'm like, you guys are 12 years old. What the fuck do you know about anything co-ed, let alone naked? Thank you. And then there was this other like really like regional thing called the Salty Dog Cafe. And it was this like, uh, Mm -hmm. it was a restaurant that was in South Carolina. But man, if you had a Salty Dog shirt, that meant you were fucking rich and white and popular. So that was kind of how that worked. This is my feet. This is how I made the decision about this category because there yeah. are so, there are a couple of these brands that translated that exact thing to me when I was a kid, when I was a mall rat. Yeah. So I want and, you to and, go with first. Okay. So, I mean, this is maybe I, I this is a real real Sophie's choice. I will say this is my answer. I will not revise this. This is final answer. This is so much couching. You just tell us what it is. Okay. I will <laughs> I will marry No Fear. I will fuck big dogs and I will kill Big Johnson. We're ending this podcast right now. Goodbye. <laughs> this is unacceptable. <laughs> we're, what? we're done. We're done. Who knew it would end like this? Who knew? <laughs> gonna marry no fear oh my god because again this is informed by the type of dude in my middle school a no fear kid was kind of like skater light right like skater surfer light like wasn't like committed to the lifestyle but kind of wanted to be in that region okay no fear was like like your parents had no problem buying that for you for christmas Right. Because it was they understood it as like, oh, you don't have any fear. That's probably a good thing. Yes. Like if you were not ready to commit to stuff like vans and mm, vision Volcom and vision streetwear a hundred percent, no fear was kind of like your, I don't know, tar- target version of that life. So for me, I was like, out of this these three, that seems the less like, to me, that feels a little safer of a bet right. for a marriage. Okay? Like, long-term okay. potential with no fear, I can see it. I can feel it. Big dogs as a fuck is a total hate fuck. It's like a like all the guys that wore big dogs are fucking pieces of shit. And it's that thing where you're like, you know, can I get a revenge on a guy from my high school? Like, just one night of, like, sex and then never calling them again. That's what big dogs is for me. Big Johnson just got to die. Like, plain and simple. I will shoot point blank range in the forehead with Big Johnson. Yeah. Big Johnson's getting shot in the dick. (laughs) All right. What is your answer now? My answer is unorthodox. My answer is unorthodox, and I will explain it. Cracking my knuckles. Fuck no fear. Hmm. Kill big dogs. Kill Big Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Because here's the thing. Every fucking kid growing up who was mean and nasty and like throw gum in my friend's hair and call us freaks. If you had a summer house in Cape Cod, you wore big dogs and big Johnson and you can both go straight to fucking hell. That's right. Well, had I known that was, we could have that option. I would have chose exactly (laughs) what you chose. Look, sometimes you got to make your own rules. You can't just marry (laughs) big dogs or big Johnson. You can't choose. You think about it for a solid week. And this is where you end up, where you're like, I can't do it. I have to run away from the altar of both of these motherfuckers and just kill them. <laughs> I Big cannot. Johnson is so terrible. It's like beyond comprehension. Ugh. And I mean, it was like this, this it, it was like a National Lampoon's joke, rejected National Lampoon's joke 
Jesus. gone too far, adopted by 13-year-old boys. Just gross. Ugh. And just also, so it's gross. like, 13, it's like the kind of clothes that, like, your dad buys you to be like, ha-ha, it says Big Johnson, get it? And you're like, oh, for fuck. It just reeks of, like, bad dad joke. Ugh. Cape Cod energy. Like, I just, I can't, there's something so deeply ingrained in my bones of rejecting that lifestyle. Yeah. I can't do it. I gotta kill him. Gotta kill him. Big dogs, Big Johnson, gotta go. I will fuck no fear just for the story. <laughs> well, there you have it. So that's only round one. Jesus. BT dubs. We got two other rounds to go. Get us um, in round two. Round two. You want me to read this? Go for it. Ooh, this one's good, though. This is a good one. Um, round two is watches. Fuck, Mary kill. Fossil, Swatch, and Rolex. Abby, god damn it. I got an answer for this one. Okay. All right. Fuck Fossil. Mary Swatch kill Rolex. Okay. I have a slight, Again, slight variation. But... I got a knee-jerk reaction against the rich. I don't know. I can't help it. I have a knee-jerk reaction against like someone who would spend that much fucking money on a watch. They got to go. Donate to your food bank and get a swatch. Come on. Get out of here. See, okay, now you're making me question my choice. <laughs> you shamed me into this, but now I can't, now I can't change it. It's already been locked in. You can't. In. You gotta go. Tell me, tell me what's up. Okay, my, mine is fuck Rolex, mm-hmm. marry Swatch, kill Fossil. <gasps> and really, it's because I felt like Fossil was kind of too boring for my look yeah in that day you know what turned me on fossil and why why i decided to pick fuck that apple tv series blackbird i feel like that taron egerton character would wear a fossil Mm. and i'd go around i would go around with that dude okay that is interesting information i to me i was not into fossil it felt kind of um I don't know how to describe Fossil when I saw it in the 90s. I think it was more like rich hippie kids. So it was kind mm. of like a little hippie-ish, but like still for, you know, like preppy kids. Preppy kids that maybe like were into like Dave Matthews. A, tr- a Trustafarian? A Trustafarian, if you will? A Trustafarian, yes. Absolutely. You can't marry a Trustafarian. You got to fuck him and let him go. Back to, the, back to the sea. Go back to your pod. Yeah. And for some reason, I feel like that is a is a killable that's a killable offense versus rolex now rolex again maybe i'm doing the whole thing where i'm like i i want to be become intimate for a very short period of time with my enemies Mm. and maybe maybe there's something i gotta work that out in therapy or something like that but i'm like yeah i'd fuck rolex and then never speak to them again just to get on that yacht just to get on that fucking yacht see what's up you're like you're you're an intel you're like an intel fuck (laughs) Where you're like, I'm only doing this to get the information I need for how I'm going to proceed in life. And I, look, respect. <laughs> I will not shame you for fucking Rolex, even though I would kill Rolex, because you're like an undercover agent. Oh, yeah. I'm fucking cruising up in a crotch rocket with a wig on, like my Irma Vep wig to the Rolex rendezvous and then i'm like i'm gone i got the microchip 
That's all I needed. Respect. Uh, Respect yeah. for that. Swatch felt very easy for both of us. Oh, I think we're we, both going to marry Swatch naturally. I still have Swatch watches. Me too. By the way. Oh, yeah. They're awesome. They're fucking great. I have one that looks like like a breakfast. It's got like eggs and bacon and like for the numbers. It's fucking sweet. Yeah. So that that was round two. That was a... Whew. That was crazy. Right. We got one more. This one, I think, is just going to blow the lid off. Round I mean, three is going to blow your mind. You are going to... You might stop being my friend after round three. <laughs> oh, fuck. Round three <laughs> is Alterna stores. Oof. And our options for Fuck, Mary Kill are Gadzooks, Spencer's Gifts, and one of those crystals and sword stores with pewter dragons and incense and tapestries. <laughs> Abby, I goddamn love you. I just... <laughs> this, again, this could not have been a better FMK if we paid someone to write. I, I could not get... I cannot get over how good, how good these are. All, all, every round is a, is a, a banger. Every round is a fucking delight. Also, the name, I think the name of that store in my mall, the Crystals and Swords store, was called like Global Villager, Global Travelers. Yes. <laughs> it was like some fucked up thing. And it was definitely the incense and tapestries in this like, those flat bottomed like Mary Jane shoes Ugh. that they sold like uh, a basket. Yes, in a basket rubber band together. Oh, my one, God. One shoe tucked inside the other. That's how you know it's going to be great support for your arches. They're like, just one's a size seven, one's a size eight. You won't know until you get home because they're $2. <laughs> that store. My God. Um, do you know what answer to this yet? Fuck yeah, I do. All right, let's hear it. I'm now, here's ready. what I will say. I have never been inside of a Gadzooks. I've only heard their lore from Millie. Thank you. So I'm going to say... Fuck Gadzooks. Kill Spencer's gifts. Marry one of those crystals and sword stores with pewter dragons and incense and tapestries. We, listen, we have the exact same choices. Yes, we did it. We fucking did it. Absolutely 100 fucking percent exact. Yes. Yes. That is what's up. Gadzooks is real fun. Real fun. Yeah, it sounds like fun. You have a fucking crazy night. You're ha you're hammered. Your guys Absolutely. are just like, you know, doing donuts at the parking lot of the church. You know, make it out a little bit. Maybe you stop by like a 24-hour Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> then you just go home and have have a lot of fun. I uh, love it. That's a great night with Gadzook. Spencer's Gifts has got to die for Spencer's several reasons. Spencer's Gifts needed to be killed decades like so many it's like the annoying little brother store it's the fucking poser store it's just get the fuck out of here with you spencer's yeah. it's a misogynist store like get your jokes aren't funny store like get out of here yeah they were like i remember if you were gonna throw a birthday party for somebody who had turned 40 50 or 60 it was like if you want to make them feel like shit about that there's your store to do that if you hate this motherfucker who's about to rock it into middle age, maybe they work with you. Maybe they're in your family. It doesn't matter. They are going to cry. Go to Spencer's. Yes. It's like Mardi Gras enthusiasts, like, meets uh, ageism, meets misogyny, meets band t-shirts, meets blacklight posters, meets... It was just Ugh. like this big catch-all. It wasn't to me, besides all that stuff... It just didn't have a curatorial eye, and I appreciate shit like that. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. It's the it's the goddamn 
What's that Sammy Hagar alcohol? Cabo Wabo Rita or it's something like that? Cabo Wabo of goddamn stores. <laughs> no need for it to exist. He didn't have to go there. Didn't have to do that. Didn't have to take that turn. Cabo Wabo Margaritaville ass store. Oh, yeah. And and I think it's quite obvious that, the, that we would marry the same person because... I mean, and it's for you, it tracks because it is definitely in your wheelhouse. Generally, for me, I just have learned... I think over time, I have learned that that's the bet. Yes. Like, as long as they don't want to be polyamorous, I'm... I'm cool. <laughs> like I do have boundaries. I do. I'm I'm going with the the crystal swords, stones, pewter dragons, incense, and tapestry store because um, you marry the fun one. Marry the one you're going to have fun with and grow into fun with. They're going to teach you some shit. Yeah. I mean, you might have to read the Celestine prophecies, but you don't have to believe it, and you don't have to read it again. <laughs> Just read it, have the conversation over dinner, and move on. Listen, that like that's a long-term potential. That's you and and that person in a mineral bath on the edge of a mountain in Big Sur talking about chemtrails. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. Uh, man, Abby, you knocked it out of the park. And Ab- Abby has a PS. Abby writes, "My partner was with me when I listened to the bonus ep, Let's Not Get Ween Weird." And I slapped him with the hand fan I've adopted this summer. And we both laugh cried as you made your decisions. I hope you're slapping your partner throughout us reading your letter. I love a hand fan slap. So thank you, Abby. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Wow, I don't even know where to go from here. Oh, God, this is... Okay, this next question. Impossible. I don't know. I had to do fucking prep work for this one. Oh, I'm I'm stumped. Yeah. I am stumped on this one. Here it goes. This is from Xena. Hello, uh, Millie and Danielle. Your programming, the Crushed Film Festival, dedicated to crush-worthy actors of all genders... Pick an actor and their hottest triple feature. This, by the way, just as a side note, this feels very choose your own adventure book. Absolutely. Yeah. So Zena's pick is Clive Owen. The movies are Croupier, Gosford Park, and Children of Men. I mean, answer the question for me first and foremost. Well, so. I had a hard time picking the person. Did you have yeah. a person? Oh, miserable time picking the person. But then I was yeah. like, all right, let me go back. Let me go back to this. Let me read this again. Mm-hmm. And I decided I'm going with Angelica Houston. Ooh, yes. Because it was Clive Owen probably would have been my dude. Yeah. So I'm going the other. Okay. So what's your triple feature? Now, this is where it gets real dicey. Okay. Real dicey. I'm definitely going with the grifters. Okay. I loved her as Lily. Yes. Fucking great underrated movie. Sure. Great film. 
not one of the classics, not one of the, you know, the older. I, uh, she's, she's got a lot of films from 60s, 70s that I did not pick. Yes. I went with the Angelica Houston that I grew to know and love. Sure, sure, sure. Then, oh God, this is so hard. It's so fucking hard. Mm, I'm so gonna many, go so many roads. I'm gonna go Adam's family values. Well, clearly. Goddamn I mean, killed that, it as Morticia, right? She killed it. She killed it. Absolutely. And then because you know who I am, you've read my work. We have met before. <laughs> John Wick three. Come on. I mean <laughs> Which she the as the the proprietor proprietor of that like dance academy or the kill the kill academy are you kidding shit yeah older angelica houston yeah john wick three john wick chapter three parabellum yeah she's fucking stabbing goddamn dancers like they're peeling their toenails off yeah she tells you the history of baba yaga of john wick the origin story so that's where i am grifters adam's family values john wick three yeah i mean I honestly, for me, like, and this is not to answer your question. Like I, I think my favorite, one of my favorites, I'm going to say that one of my favorites, cause she's, um, what's that? Uh, crimes and misdemeanors. She looks amazing yes. in crimes and misdemeanors with this like sweater dress things. But when she, in the Royal Tenenbaums, like another, another there's banger. this moment where she, my favorite thing. And it's so, so subtle when She's like sitting in the phone booth thing in their house and she's like, write yourself a check. Like that to me is the best part where (laughs) like when your mom tells you to write yourself a check because she just can't fucking deal with your ass right now and you're like shaking her down for some school bullshit. She's like, just write yourself a check. Like you take care of this. I'm done parenting. Yes, yes. I don't care if if the bank is like clearly a 12-year-old signed this check. I don't give a shit. Do it. Yeah, she was awesome in that movie too. I mean, just truly the chicest, elegant, she does drama, she does comedy, she does it all. Yes. And I had to go with an actor in their hottest triple feature. Yeah. Oh my God, it's like the best choice in the world. Now, Um, where did you land? Well, see now, okay. Uh, I, I cross a lot of people off my list because here's why. Number one, we've already done them on the podcast in right. something. Because of course I was like, Sissy Spacek, Paul mm-hmm. Newman. And I'm like, we've done all that, right? And that's how you landed on Jack Lemon. Give it to <laughs> us. I'm not going to lie. Jack Lemon in the apartment is very charming and I would probably <laughs> marry him. Um, but look, for me, I went a little highbrow. I, I had to do it to you. I I, I just went highbrow. I, I'm going with the actor Alain Delon. I knew it! That's oh your God. motherfucker. That is your that motherfucker. Is. And my choices are Le Samurai, mm. because come on, Rocco and his brothers, mm-hmm. and Purple Noon. That's what I'm choosing. Ooh. Hot as shit in all three of those films, and for and for different reasons. He's like a playboy scoundrel grifter in one, a strong, silent sort of hitman type in one, and then like a boxer type. So there you go. You cover the spread of like hotness. So you covered the spread because the man has done so many films. He he had done so many films, and many many of them would qualify for me as like his hottest. Yeah. He was just like one of those like perpetually hot 
guys. And it's the same thing with Paul Newman too. Like what I, I mean, obviously that was my first choice. And then I was like, but we've already like covered that. Yeah. We all know as hottest is a nobody's fool where he's like, thank you. 700 years old and he still is fuckable. So. Oh, road to perdition. Give me a road to perdition. Paul Newman all day long. I'm like, wait, you're genuinely in your eighties. Would still still lay it on you. I know. Uh, I don't know. We have to talk about. I I don't know if you saw. You may have had no time to watch this, but the last movie stars that documentary. No, I that, haven't watched it yet. Oh, ooh, girl, we gotta have to talk about that for several reasons. It's killing me that I can't watch it. Oh, mostly. I mean, mostly it's because it was made by Ethan Hawke, and I really want your take on Ethan Hawke being in this documentary because. Oh, you don't. <laughs> No, I I think I I do because I feel like we would feel the same way. Yeah, like hell yeah. When I I was so goddamn excited when I when I when it was announced, I'm like, oh my god, they're doing it, they're doing it. And then I heard who was doing it, and I was like, I might have to punt my TV out of the goddamn window. <laughs> and then I found out he was in it, and I'm like, oh, someone gonna die. <laughs> I mean, it's. That is is too over the top for me. And also just like his, the, a big issue that I had, honestly, was that I know that this was done during the pandemic and it was a lot of it was done over Zoom and his internet is fucking terrible. Mm. I'm like, wait a second. You got no money from HBO Max to make a fucking documentary about these like two legendary classic actors and you got that crappy ass fucking mountain internet. I'm like, you're... Ethan you know, that Hawk. Max, that Max Hedrum internet. Yes. And I'm like, oh, here's one of Paul Newman's daughters talking about something very emotional and very heartfelt. And then his internet is breaking up. And I'm like, you put this in the documentary. You put your reaction shots with your choppy ass fucking internet. I mean, I just, it was unforgivable. Like, and I'm sure he did it because he's like, what's well, authentic? Fuck that. I was like, you know what? They let too many men make movies. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's the long and short of it. And look, <laughs> Zena, thank you for sending this in. You end this with thanks for the love, energy, and humor you bring to your podcast, which I think is now essential to my life. You got it. And you keep sending us questions like this and letting us spiral off into whether or not Ethan Hawke should be allowed to make films. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Uh, oh my God. Uh, what's next? What's next? Next, we have an email with the subject, moms and daughters. Hey, ladies, I came to y'all by way of Karen and Georgia, and I've got to say, you two may be my new best favorite friends. I'm going through a divorce in an unfamiliar city, raising two kids under four, healing my back after a major surgery, and working as a pharmacist in an industry ravaged by COVID. In addition to that, I'm attempting to navigate decades-old drama with my own mother and sisters. Your podcast gives me energy and is the only thing in my entire life right now that is able to make me laugh all the way out loud. Have y'all ever done a Mothers and Daughters theme? My suggestion would be Divine Secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood from 2002 and White Oleander, also from 2002, Please keep being everything you are. Love you both, SS. SS, listen, you have gone through some absolute shit this year. I commend you for still being able to 
even think about writing into a podcast on the heels of what you're going through. We appreciate you very, very much, especially working as a pharmacist, not just in an industry ravaged by COVID, but in a country filled with fucking idiots Mm. who make your job 10 times harder than it needs to be. And back issues, including surgery, no joke. Plus two kids under four. Mm. Oh, I'm familiar city. It's a lot. This is a lot. It's a lot. And I have to say, I hope that I'm glad that we give you energy. I'm glad that we make you laugh. You deserve that and more. And I think we should do a moms and daughters theme. I think the reason we haven't done one so far is because of me, because my own mom is hereditary level nightmare. Mm. So I would only pick terrible movies like where moms are monsters and I think we've yeah. done that a couple of times. So. Yeah, I feel like we have done, like we did that Mother's Day episode last year, right? With like mermaids and in Young. Mm-hmm. And uh, those, my my mother was the goddamn worst. Like I... <laughs> <laughs> the mother in your movie, you mean? Your actual mother is not the goddamn Yeah, my other, my mother, my, my Filipino mother is fine. The Filipino mother in that movie is a fucking piece of shit. Oh, hell yeah. So we've, and then I feel like we've done... I feel like they are peppered through our schedule. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, but we never like out and out and, you know, done a moms and daughters. Specific. Yeah. But I like White Oleander fucked me up when I first, I didn't read the book. Um, mm. I saw the movie before. I read the book like years later. Um, yeah. And it kind of fucked me up. And I thought it was a really inventive way to tell the story yeah. of like this fucked up mom and daughter situation. Yeah. Um, and like prisons involved and fucking murder and shit. Like I, I loved it. I fucking loved it. Well, I'll need to be putting that on my two thousands and more recent list because yeah. you know, two thousand two. Get into some territory. And these, well, these are also like about. very. They remind me of um, like they. They're both kind of comfort films as well. So maybe like yeah. a like a fried green tomatoes or Joy Luck Club. Like we can do a moms and daughters that's comforting and not like always about exploring my trauma. Yeah, because you know, I'm ex- I'm tired of exploring my trauma about that motherfucker. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I won't suggest Carrie then, um, because that <laughs> seems so obvious. And it, <laughs> but then also, I w- I want to throw a little curveball in the mix. There's this great movie from the '60s called Bunny Lake Is Missing. Ooh, and I will not reveal anything other than that. Simple oh. fact: just the just the film. It's it's technically a um, film about a mother and a daughter. All right, so. I'm gonna look. Put it on the list. We'll watch it. We'll make a theme, mo- moms and daughters theme for SS, and keep oh, you laughing, and keep you going, and just again, just hold your head up. All of this is hard, but all of it will be resolved in one way or another. Your divorce will be over. You'll meet some people in your city. Your kids will grow up and start helping you around the house. <laughs> And mm. your back will heal. And, you know, pharmacy, pharmacy, I don't know what we can do about pharmacy in an in industry ravaged by COVID, but I'm hoping people start paying attention to the importance of the work that you do. And I know I personally am very grateful for a good mm-hmm. pharmacist uh, who can tell me, hey, dummy, if you're taking that, don't have any drinks because you might give yourself cardiac arrest. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah, you Thank might. Thank you for that. Exactly. Uh, well, listen, yeah, that email is a great, great suggestion. We love it. Thank you so much. I So I know we're kind of running out of time here, but 
I wanted to mention something. So mm. you remember the last episode when I went down, I spiraled out about animation films? I do. Well, we got an email from one of our listeners. It's actually somebody that I know. Oh. Her name is Amalia. She lives in L.A., a, fr- a friend of a good friend of mine. And I don't think we have time to read the entire email, unfortunately, but I wanted to call it out because Amalia works at animation. Mm-hmm. Okay. And a lot of what she wrote about in the email pertains to my grumpiness about watching <laughs> animation films, which I'm like, okay, I this is total like, Take me to task on this shit. First of all, she says in multiple times in the email that animation is not a genre, it's a medium, which I mm. didn't uh, did not realize, but now that she said it, it's made sense. And I think it's like it's that kind of thing where, listen, if somebody came on a podcast and said that they hate fucking film programmers and <laughs> you're like why can't everything be automated i don't want to watch tv i would be feeling some type of way about that shit no doubt about it no, yes. so you know i i just wanted to come on and to tell you amalia that i see you i read this email i understand that you are fighting the good fight um and that you're actually trying to make a lot of meaningful work despite the fact that you know the minions exist right? exactly uh so i just wanted to to say that and um you know it was a, it was a great email it made me pause and think a lot and yeah. i appreciate you sending it i do as well it made me think about uh, for sure about it being a medium and how i talk about animation not that i i don't feel like i said anything that i didn't mean but i just definitely sure. i appreciate people who who are able to to kind of draw out that correlation a little bit and and remind us that there are people doing really beautiful and intense art with animation. Yep. I agree. And it's it was kind of uh, unfortunately a little foolish for me to have gone on such a tangent considering that I know a lot of people who actually work in animation like half of my friends work in adult swim so I'm like <laughs> okay. <laughs> The fuck was I saying? But I was on one because I had just seen the rise of Gru, and I was you know, like <laughs> feeling some type of way about that. Can't get over um, that fucking title. I still can't get over that title. The rise of Gru. <laughs> well, you know, and like I, I think I'm with you. I mean, a little team media on whether or not you know I will come around to the medium, but just j- I just wanted to offer uh, that like counterpoint because you know. I, love I, it. Uh, I I see you, Amalia. I, I appreciate your words. So, and I um, think um, I think I hope there's a day when we can maybe read the whole email out yeah. and you know have time to do that. I think that there's there is one more email that is so short, and I feel like we have to address. Uh, <laughs> this email is from Ashley, and the subject is throwing shade. And Ashley's email is simply, y'all really be throwing that low-key kind of shade at Timothy Chalamet. And guess what, (laughs) Ashley? It is not (laughs) low-key. We are lobbing that shit like (laughs) cakes. Lobbing it like a wedding cake in a fucking Guns N' Roses video. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, were we low-key? 
Like, I don't know. I always felt that we were very clear. Oh, never never in my that. life. Never in my life have I been low-key about anything. <laughs> when have I ever been low-key? I meet a dog on the street and I pass out if it's cute. I'm like, I've never been low-key. No, I'm not low-key about it. I don't know that. I don't want to, I don't, I'm not impressed by that dude yet. Will I say yet? I will say it's not low-key shade because here's where I am in my life. I am a 45-year-old woman who was just prescribed progressive lenses at my <laughs> eye doctor appointment last week. I am getting bifocals and I don't have time to invest in young Timothy. I've been on that rodeo. I've, I've gone to that rodeo. I have been on that ride. His name was River Phoenix and I ain't yeah. doing it again. <laughs> Look, my 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 whole shade is very simple. It's just that every time I fucking see him, he is at some very hip, very rich fucking fashion gala. Mm. And I'm talking about either the Oscars, the Met Gala, some other fancy the fucking Prada explosion. I don't know, like Louis Vuitton fucking had kids. I don't know, some some bullshit like that. And he's always dressed like some fucking dude in the Crusades. He's Thank like you. some fucking Byzantine emperor. Every time I see him, I'm like, what in the fuck? Why is this guy always? And like every time I see him, everyone's like, ooh, yes, like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, but what is like, this is all he wears? Is this this? Like he's just What's dressed in harnesses and fucking chest plates and shit. Like I'm a fucking Byzantine king. <laughs> Do you ever feel like too grumpy to live? Every day of my goddamn life. <laughs> Every fucking day of my life. I'm like, how am I going to get through this one? I hate the world. How do I pretend to not? It's not low key. None of my shade is low key. If I ever do throw low key shade, I do want someone to write in and be like, that was too tame. We need you to kick it up a notch. And listen, I, I, I truly feel that he's okay. He's fine. He He's didn't give uh, shit about two women in their mid-40s complaining about his clothes. Hell yeah. Or whatever. Like, he is fine. He has enough self-esteem. He has enough money. I don't he was that. loved as a child. You could tell he was loved as a child. He went to the dentist every year. Mm-hmm. He wore big Johnson shirts. Like, he was fine. He is fine, and he was fine, and he will be fine. And not everything is for everyone. Not everything he did is for not everyone. wear big Johnson shirts. In my... I, I feel like... <laughs> He wore <laughs> like gilded baby clothes. Like he wore like he looked like a ba- a, a a royal baby, like a crochet ascot situation, <laughs> handmade crochet ascot. This is part of my not low key shade. I cannot abide people who are too precious to live. Sure, like people who who give me the feeling that they need to be kept behind glass are, are just not my people. No. Cause, cause when it comes down to it, like I, th- I maybe I can speak for the both of us. We're like bulls in China shops. Like Thank around you. people like that, I'm like smash, 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 smash. You're destroyed. Like remember those big yeah. Hulk hands that used to be really like everyone had, that's me everywhere I go. <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm the Hulk hands of your heart and soul. Yeah. And I can't, I just cannot be around precious people. Here's the other motherfucker of it, Ashley. I'm going to tell you, and I know this is going longer than I, than we ever expected it to. Bring it. Here's how my life works now. I say something like, I ain't got time for a, t- for a Timothee Chalamet 
And I guarantee the next project I'm asked to work on, they're going to want him to star in it. Of course. And then I'm going to have to delete my history of this podcast and bury myself (laughs) in the desert and do a fucking 40 days and 40 nights ritual to cleanse the aura. That's how my life works now. If I say one thing about one person that I'm like, "Eh, I don't know, maybe not. The next day they're like, they are going to be starring in your next fucking shit. Oh, totally. I mean, that when we did that episode about we cut it, that shit, I was like, how about the next month he was doing some shit for it's like the fu- the fucking people. It's like there there are little demons, goblins underneath that are just working. They listen to the podcast and then they go into somebody's head and they're like, they just trashed you on a podcast. Like, go and how you're going to have to work for Danielle Henderson. She's going to have to be nice to you. I, I imagine it like one of those like like Tim Burton crank like all lots of cranks and gears and like you're going down the line and seeing like someone's holding up a picture of him and like it's moving down the line and they're cranking and the gears are, and it's on a little conveyor belt and then you pull back and it's all happening in someone's head and that's how my life works now where I'm like nah maybe not and everyone's like or maybe this is who you work with full time all day every day yeah exactly exactly but yeah that's what's gonna ha- that's what happens to us now we are at a point in life. Where when we do throw shade, we better be, we have to be ready with like a Pauline Kale essay. (laughs) Because shade does not just disappear from our lives anymore. Like we throw it. That's why we can't be low key about it, Ashley, because we throw it and it's present. It sticks. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I think Pauline Kale would hate. I'm going to go out on more of a limb and say, I think she would hate Timothee Chalamet. Yes, I think she would. I think she would. I think she would see right through that shit. Oh, my God. All right, let's end this before we get fucking sued. Listen, we appreciate you guys so much uh, being Wondery Plus subscribers. We have a fucking blast doing these bonus episodes, as you can tell. Love it. Um, If you want to email us, uh, tell some friends. Tell some friends to... Get on these bonus episodes. They can email us at I saw what you did pod at gmail.com. And look, send us some some FMK, some fuck Mary kills, because Abby ruined our life. You just saw that. Abby just ruined our day in the best possible way. Like we each took a week out of our life to answer that question. And trust me, at this point in life, I would do rather do nothing more. Shit is so fun. The best. But you can also find us on our social media at I saw pod on Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, I mean, obviously you're a Wondery Plus subscriber. Thanks again for the support. And, uh, you know, tell some folks about us. Um, We would really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Look, we are about to fucking keel over. We appreciate everybody out there listening. We will talk to you soon. We love you. Thanks. Bye. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced and mixed by Casey O'Brien. Our theme song is by Tom Bryfogle. Artwork by Garrett Ross. Our executive producers are Georgia Hardstart, Karen Kilgariff, and Daniel Kramer. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at IsawPod. And you can email us at IsawWhatYouDidPod at Gmail. Follow I Saw What You Did on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Saw What You Did merch.